Yassis, and welcome to the Greece Travel Secrets podcast. Your host is the founder of the Greece Travel Secrets website, Sandy Pappas, and she's joined by a variety of guests covering all sorts of topics about visiting Greece and making the most of your Greek odyssey. So today we're joined all the way from Athens in Greece by Chris Roboros from the Paleomalos Hotel in Naoussa on the beautiful island of Paros. So hi, Chris, how are you going? Hi, Sandy, I'm good. How are you? I should be saying Calimera because it's early in the morning in Athens. I apologise for that because I know that 9am really is very early in Greece. So, yeah, sorry about that, but uh, people don't have to see your pyjamas, so that's, that's a good thing. Chris, you and I, oh, we've known each other a few years now, and we first met when John and I came to stay at your lovely hotel. And we tell people, I mean, you've seen it in my Facebook group. I've written numerous articles about it. We had a great time. We bought, I can't even remember, 30, 34 or 36 people with us. And the service that your hotel, your staff and your team and yourself extended to us was really exceptional. And that's why, as you know, we've been back several times since and we've sent you, I hope, um, lots of friends and lots of people to stay as well. So thank you very much again for that wonderful um, experience. God, how many years ago was that? Five, five years ago. And we'll be doing it again next year. You and I have talked a bit about the model of the uh, small family-run hotel in Greece. And it is fairly unique. I mean, there are other places in Europe, of course, that have small family-run hotels and other parts of the world. But it's very different to what you would find in America where people are used to staying in the big, you know, Hiltons or um, Marriott's, etc. In Australia, we don't tend to have, we don't have big all-inclusives or anything here, but small family-run hotels are pretty rare these days. They tend to maybe be owned by, um, you know, a, a company or a conglomerate, even if they're boutique hotels. But in Greece, these wonderful hotels have been in families for generations. Tell us a little bit about Paleomilos. Okay, well, we well, you know that we're Greek Australians, that we came from Sydney. We bought the hotel in 1998 when we moved over. Um, we've had it for 23 summers. It's changed a lot over the time. We've done a lot of renovations and uh, it's changed a lot over time because tourism has changed. Mm. So you change with what people want and need and the type of uh, people that come through changes. Like there's not as many backpackers anymore, okay? That's kind of diminished, I'd say. There's very few backpackers that come through. In the beginning, before Booking.com, before the internet, it mm. was just masses of people walking through, looking for rooms. That's why I used to have all the rooms people at the port. Remember them? They used to come out with their little signs, rooms, rooms, rooms. I was just going to say, were you down at the port with your little sign? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. And there used to there used to be you know you got off at the port in Perikia, and if you didn't get picked up by a room person there, you got on the bus, you came to Nausa, and there'd be a bunch of ladies, you know, Parian ladies with their little signs, looking for a room, looking for a room. 
so they used to try to grab you wherever they could, you know. Yeah. Uh, so that all that's gone basically now. Everything is people book way in advance. So the times have changed, you know, people can see what they're booking, what they're looking for. So that's a big yeah. help. So you've adapted to that yeah. quite well, by the way. Yes. The location of your hotel is fantastic. I remember when I first picked it, I was a little bit concerned that it's a little bit out mm -hmm. of the main part of town. It's on that back um, Papiri beach. But once we were there, we realised that if we were any closer to town, it would probably be too noisy. And certainly it, it would be hard to find yes. car parks and, and it's it can get quite quite busy. And it's lovely anyway. I love walking down to town at night time along the road and then maybe stumbling back along the beach <laughs> um, at three o'clock in the morning. Um, so <laughs> I think it's actually a good idea to be up there on the hill. The views are fantastic. It looks over the marina, it looks over the beach and yeah, I think it's a great spot. It's easy to get in and out of too, and I know a lot of the, the hotels are yeah. not. I think the location, some people don't understand. Like they think, oh, my God, 700 metres is it's too far to walk. It's seven metres. But the location is perfect because we are at the top of the, on that loft, let's say that running hill, that slope, and yeah. we're the highest point. So we really have unobstructed views in most of the area. Mm. Mm. You just go down the stairs, turn right, and go left. Okay, mm. and I have a shoulder issue from doing that, <laughs> pointing all the time. Go down, turn yeah, right. Yeah, we used to walk through a paddock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's a very good location because the traffic is only one way in. So the cars that are going through, because there is no mm. parking in Nausa at this year, there was no parking at all. Mm. Because if you remember that big public parking used to be at the end of the clubs, at the end end, that has become a private yep. parking yep. now. Yep. Be um, the guy that owns it took it back oh, from the council. Right. So we have all this valet parking. Right. Okay. And anyway, so the cars, as you're walking along into yep. the town, all the cars park on the main road. So that's it. The buses don't come through that main road anymore. They go in the back part of Nausa. Right. So you don't have any of that traffic anymore. It's very, very yeah. quiet. Okay, even in August where there's you can feel the vibe of the people, it's still very, very quiet. And you just you go into town, you have all your mm. fun and everything, and you come back and it's super quiet again. You can still sleep with your windows open and hear the sea. Mm. You don't have all those cars coming up and down. And where we are, the roads, which are up the top and down the bottom of the hotel, they're only for the hotels. They're not roads where you have public transport coming mm. through. So I think that's what's very good about it. Nausa itself. It's just such a such a beautiful little um, village with the harbour and the bars and the shops and I, I just love it. I mean, they say it's like Mykonos, what, 20 or 30 years ago and I hope it doesn't go down that road and get completely ruined. Yeah, but I, um, I, don't I think, think it's so. the size of it might. I don't think anything's going to – it won't get ruined. It's very compact. Very compact and where we are, there's only like – there's only like five or six hotels on that side and behind us there's some small rooms. Do you know what I mean? So on the other side to the yeah. right, it's way more con congested. Where we are, it's, it's, it's much better. But um, no, I don't think it's going to get ruined mm. because you can't get a licence to build anything. It's so difficult. They're very strict. I know they say Greeks, mm. you know, you can pay, whatever, but they are still very strict in the building, you know, what you can do and how much you can do. 
So I think it's going to stay the same. I hope anyway. I was reading though that they they um, approved a record number of I don't know building approvals in on Paros. Yeah. I don't know about Nausa, probably not. No. But on in other parts of Paros, they did this year. Last year they built. Well, no, this summer, 2,000 new villas were rented, 2,000 new villas. Right. And how wow. many people that is for that small little town? So, yeah, there's a lot of going on, mm. but it's mainly mm. private homes. Right. Yes. So, well, that takes, well, hopefully private homes and they don't end up on the in the rental pool, um, which brings us to the sort of point of this whole um, podcast episode. We're going to talk about... I recently published a article called "Should You or, or Should You Rent a, a Hotel or an Airbnb in in Greece?" and Airbnb could back, be slash um, Verbo or any of HomeAway or any of those um, rental companies. Um, you've read the article, I think. Uh, as you know, in fact, I've always known that there's a very special value proposition by Greek hotels, but it wasn't until I was writing the article and really mapping out all the pros and cons that I, it really, you know, I kept saying to John, God, there's even more things that I hadn't even thought of. I mean, to me, the big benefits are things like having the breakfast, the famous Greek breakfast that I swear you guys are all trying to have a competition to see who can put on the biggest spread with the most staff. But yeah, I've never had a Greek uh, hotel breakfast yet that hasn't been impressive. Yeah. I think there's things like obviously having the housekeeping, having um, often transfers, often complimentary transfers thrown in and just having the service. I mean, the service is exceptional everywhere we go and you're a classic example of that and that's something that you're just not going to get from from an airbnb um particularly when a lot of those hosts are not local and in fact they're not even greek so they've just farmed it out to a to a management company and you may or may not see someone at some stage but a lot of the time you won't see anyone and you and you have to organize everything yourself i mean who wants to go on holidays and have to go to the carrefour buy the, the groceries, cook the breakfast, do the washing, do the cleaning, organise the yeah. tours, organise the activities. I mean, that's not a very relaxing holiday to me. So yeah. what are some of the things that you offer at Paleo Milos that you think, um, you know, puts you apart from, the, from that style of accommodation? Well, I think that basically... Okay, when you make a reservation with us, automatically you get this mail that I've fixed up, which, you know, greets you and tells you everything, tells you how to find the hotel, the different ways of the transfers, how much they cost. If you have any questions, you know, just message us anytime. You get my WhatsApp number. So, you know, I have all types of messages all day long, all night long, you know, especially when the season starts. The fact that you can get off that ferry mm, can and have a transfer waiting for you, it's a big thing. It's very busy in the ports. I mean, Paros has become high season now from the beginning of June to the end of Chaos. September. Yep. It's just crazy. And, okay, we have the breakfast as well, which, look, our whole aim is to enhance your holiday, okay? It's not just to take your money and say thank you very much mm -hmm. and if you don't come back, we don't care. It's not that at all. We really want to enhance your holiday try to give you the best time possible on Paros, help you with any problems at all. Like, for example, this summer, 
because it was so busy and there were so many people. There was people calling us. They couldn't find a taxi anywhere. And if they were at Monastiri Beach or calling Vipers, which is, you know, mm-hmm. just five minutes away, I'd go and pick them up because I'd call the taxis around. Mm. Everyone is either at the port or the airport. Nobody wants to do the beaches because it's just doesn't make it's not worth it for them. The priority is to pick people up and then take people back. So if you don't want to rent a car or anything like that and you're at a beach and you can't, you'll, you'll be stuck there if you can't get on the bus. You know, I mean, we have a pretty good bus service in Paros. But, you know, there's different things mm. happen. So we just go pick them up, you know, or we'll take people to the port if we can't mm. find the taxi. And you've, you did that for us. Yes, we did that for you guys when you went to the restaurant, Siparos, because it was, uh, I don't know what happened. They couldn't, put, we couldn't find taxis. They missed the bus. <laughs> well, I think it was. I think it was the logistics of getting 38 people down to the restaurant, which was sort of 10 minutes out of town, as you know. Um, some of us had cars. Not everybody did. Yeah. Some, we got some taxis, but as you know, they can be pretty thin on the ground at times and, as you say, yeah. probably hanging around the port and the airport. Um, and even hire cars can be hard to get. This year it was so hard to get a hire car because last year with the COVID they sold them all. The rental companies have survived the year. Oh, right. So this year, half the companies came back to Paros because they don't store the cars in Paros. Most of them store them in Athens and then they bring them. So that was yep. an issue. Uh, and mm-hmm. uh, and the taxis, we still only have 26 taxis licensed in Paros because it goes by population and it goes by the permanent population. Right. So you can't have 100 taxis coming in from yep. Athens to work that season because those taxi drivers will it's not worth it for them. Like it's that's how it goes. Yeah, and we have lots of vans now. There's like probably about thirty new vans, so that's good. Okay, good. Yeah, I know we've um, even pre-COVID, we've often um, been able to get the last the last car on the island for rent. You know, yeah. <laughs> one that's got a broken roof or the window doesn't <laughs> the window doesn't wind up or yeah, something. Exactly. Um, but yes, on uh, Sifnos, Sifnos I think has six taxis. Yeah, and it's a it's a problem there because if there's no high cars either, so people get stuck wherever they're going to stay. They realise they can't go anywhere. Um, and I was just writing. In fact, I've just published an article today about Amorgos, and um, it's got eight taxis. Nice. So yeah, people, um, it's it pays to certainly organise your transport in advance of your stay if you are going in summer. And there's more of that. I've got several articles on the website about driving in Greece and um, what you need to do. Chris, yeah. um, what are some other things that you've done for guests at Paleomilos that may have been, I don't know, unusual, weird, <laughs> over and above, um, certainly not in the description on the internet? Um Okay, like, you know, you, you know how people usually forget all their things behind in their rooms, you know, like phones, iPads. They leave them in the safe or they forget yeah. them or charges and stuff. Many times we've, you know, um, they've called us from the port saying, oh, my God, I left my phone in the room. Can you please send it down? Is there any way, you know, we can get a taxi to bring it down? Of course, there's no way in the morning at 10 a.m. or 11 a.m. when everyone's trying to get to the port, you're going to find any taxi because everyone's been booked. So, you know, we take it. Yeah. We'll drive down. Like I'll leave the reception or I'll get my daughter yeah. to, you know, drive it down. 
things like that. The weirdest, the weird, the weirdest one was this. Uh, you know how we have the spa, right? And they have the therapist there, the girls mm -hmm. working. You know, I, sometimes I get some lovely men. They come and ask me, oh, "Are you the masseuse?" And I'm like, "No, no, no. We have professional girls there." Well, I'll give you 200 euros if you do the massage for me. You know, you get funny things like yeah. that. <laughs> some admirers, Chris. But you, yes, their yes. services that you but decline? Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's great. You may have seen the story on in the Facebook group recently of um, um, an American lady whose son left his little toy in – it actually was in a hotel. I don't know what hotel. Yeah. In Athens. I got my driver to go pick it up and he posted it to her in America and wouldn't even let me pay. He's such a nice man. So that, that had a happy ending. Not a hotel, but still a, another example of the philotimo, right? That's yes. what it's all about. Yeah, that's what it's all about. And I don't know what uh, Airbnb hosts would do, but we hoteliers, we really like – We'll do anything and everything we can to help you. You know what I mean? Like if something goes wrong, we'll be there. I've held up teenagers yep. vomiting all night long. I've called the doctor in the middle of the night, given them caffeine injections, sat with them all night and still oh, worked God. in the morning, you know, because you don't want anything to happen to Was anyone. Was that my daughter's? You just want people. <laughs> you just, you just, you, you're there for them. It's like you're just, it's, it's like you're a mum. Do you know what I mean? It's like you look after everybody. Mm -hmm. You just can't. And help I it. think when you're away from home, you when you're away from home and and you're on the other side of the world and you don't speak the language, even though many people in Greece do speak English, in a crisis or an emergency, often people panic and they start speaking Greek. And I think um, you know it, it would be very comforting to a lot of travellers to know that they've got someone they can call who's local that can that can help them out. So I have no doubt in my mind. In fact, I know of friends. Remember the broken foot? Um, yes. The friends that yes. we brought with us who had been on Mykonos and had that yeah. situation. So yeah. we had very, very kind and um, tender care from Greeks all the whole time we were travelling that year. Yeah. Um, far better than what we got when we got back on a airline to Australia, I'll tell you now. Yeah. We so that brings me to my next point. A lot of people say to me, we have to get an Airbnb because they're bigger and, and we have, there's five of us in the in the family. Okay. And again, I don't think they realise that it's not uncommon um, for small Greek hotels to have family rooms. In yeah. fact, even a single room, you can fit five beds in, which you certainly wouldn't even be allowed to do in Australia. But you've got family rooms at Paleomilus. I've seen yes. several of them. And those rooms sleep how, up to how many people? Uh, we can do up to six. Okay. In the two-bedroom apartments. Yeah. yeah. They're the, the big ones. There's two of them, so six and six. And then we have the other ones which are... Families do still come along. But They've gone to the Airbnbs because yeah, there's yeah, a perception yeah. that they, they are going to be cheaper. Um, but but I not. believe that a lot of the time, no, they're not. I mean, if they got they're one not. of your family rooms, which would probably be about the same price, and then they're going to get a free breakfast, and then they're going to get yeah. all these other hidden extras that they don't even realise. You've got the day down. spa. as That's right. They can't. You've no, got the day spa. Issue. We've talked about that. It's wonderful. You've got Thank the jacuzzi you. room, you've got the massages, you've got the girls doing all the beauty treatments. So that's yeah. a big bonus in my eyes. 
tell me about the laundry situation. It's another, I think it's another blocker for a lot of people. They think that mm -hmm. they're going to have to fill out very expensive laundry lists and get huge bills. Um, and mm -hmm. so they need an Airbnb so they can do their washing. But that's not the case, is it? No, no, it's not the case at all. We used to do the laundry service, but with the COVID, we weren't allowed to do it anymore. So then this guy opened up at the end of the street, very close to us, called, uh, he's Greek-American. Anyway, can't remember the name of his yep. place. He's a professional laundry guy, and he does he does by bag, wash and dry, and I think they even yep. iron them. You just drop it off, and he brings yep. it to the hotel. He brings it to us, or we can take it. There's plenty of times that we've taken the laundry. Like, oh, just leave it here. We'll just take it up the road. It's like just right around the corner. You don't need, yeah. um, and plus what people have got to remember, and this is very important, you're on a summer holiday. You really don't need that much stuff. You're all day in your swimming costume, mm. all day you're at the beach, or yep. you're in a swimming costume in a pareo, yep. you're sitting at a taverna. You don't need clothes for nighttime. You don't need 100 pairs of shoes. You cannot yep. wear high heels on the islands. Okay, maybe a wedge if you're lucky. It's all cobblestone. You know, everything's mm. so uneven. Mm. So you don't need to overpack. This is the biggest issue is I think people bring way too much stuff. Oh, absolutely. And um, we have that discussion in the group quite a bit, as you, you may yeah. not remember, but we're, um, we, we do yeah. carry on only now. And, yeah, I completely agree. That, that said, on Mykonos, I don't even wear clothes to dinner. So um, <laughs> yeah, they just wear their bikinis. <laughs> True. Which can be I've seen it. Very um very good. John quite enjoys those views sometimes, although sometimes they're quite un maybe not so good either. <laughs> don't worry, I mean I see them they come into breakfast. I'm just like, really? You don't have anything else you could wear? <laughs> uh, and so I know there's a couple of those laundries in Parakia as well. In fact, we've used them. And I remember one being, I mean, it was like $10 a bag. It was a uh, 10 euro, 10 euro a bag. Very affordable. And yeah. as you say, if, you, if you're going to uh, drop it off and pick, pick it up for them or have it dropped off, then that's, yeah, there's nothing better than coming back from a big day out. And there's all your nicely laundered clothes at the end of the bed. So I think that's why go on holidays and do washing? No, no, why? I mean, why go on holiday and do anything? Do anything. I know. Why do cleaning? I mean, and if you've got no. children in an Airbnb, they're going to make a big mess and then you're going to spend your holiday vacation cleaning up after them. Um, You'll be cleaning up after them. You, you can't return it in a mess. You have yeah. to return it as you got it. Otherwise, That's you'll what? pay an That's extra right. cleaning fee. Yep. Yeah, and their cleaning fees are steep. They're not cheap like they used to be. I think no. that's a little bit of a a rort that they're um they're you know anyway. Um, <clears throat> and I think the other thing is all over Europe, uh, well the Mediterranean, they have those. You have those little clotheslines in the bathroom, and um, most people just wash out their their swimwear or their underwear. You know, they're yeah, small things as they go exactly. every day. We have now we have on every balcony there's a like on those pull out things, you know, those aluminium yep. pull out. Yeah. So everybody yep. can, you know, wash a bit of clothes and hang them out there. There's ways. I don't think that I don't think yep. they should look as absolutely for, all that listen, I just say to people, whatever you need, just ask. Just ask. It's not that hard. We yep. have we can do anything and everything. We're there twenty four seven. Okay. And we're We've been there for so many years. I mean, most small family-run hotels, the people, 
even if they're not from the island, they've been there so many years, they basically know anything and everything and can find your solution for anything. So you have that service, you know what I mean? Like something yeah. happens, you know that you can depend on the hotelier. Yeah, that's great. And Chris, tell me about the breakfast. I know I talked about them yeah. earlier. What can people expect to see on the breakfast buffet at Paleo Milos Hotel? Well, we we do we, we cook everything in the morning, okay? Nothing is pre-cooked, okay? So you can have we change it like there's savory and sweet, like you know, the famous spinach pies and the cheese pies, and then you have sausage pie, and then you have the bugatza. You have fruit, um, fresh fruit always, mm. and yogurt, cereals, and then anything to do with tomatoes and cucumbers. Uh, we have all the, you know, all the superfoods now, the goji berries and all the granola and cranberries, all that stuff that people like. Lot cakes, cold cuts, yeah, mm. and much more. Yeah, we have, it, but we change it every day. Like there's always something different. Yeah, great. I know you're not supposed to have bugatza for breakfast, but well, <laughs> some islands they do, but I do. Yeah, it's um, funny because the girls the, go around and the yogurt and yeah, the the yogurt is the Greek yogurt. Obviously, yeah, it's a uh, very and, good. Which you cannot get anywhere else. I'll tell you now. We do vegan stuff. We have gluten free stuff. We have you know whatever someone asks us, we can do it. It's no problem mm. at all. And and right next to the breakfast bar, of course, is the bar, the more important place. <laughs> um, and you've <laughs> yeah. got a bartender there, um, what, after from lunchtime onwards? Yeah, usually from uh, 3 o'clock onwards. Mm -hmm. We have a bartender there, which is usually my son. Yep, he does uh, a good job. Yeah, and in the morning, you know, lunch, we, lunch usually starts after 12. If people have had breakfast at 8 a.m. and they're still hanging around mm -hmm. in the 12, 12, 30, we have a small snack menu, mm -hmm. which we minimise because of the COVID. But I think next year we're going to go back to a bigger one. We'll see. There's some changes planned. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Not sure exactly Again, what's going to happen. But. Speaking of COVID, Chris, this year one of the new services that a lot of hotels started to um, provide was helping people out with their COVID testing to go home. I know in Athens there's some places that have mobile units. Um, on Sandorini there's clinics, it seems, everywhere. Um is that something that you've had to help people out with during the pandemic? Yes, yes. We um, People wanted to know whether they could get the – in the beginning it was only PCR for people to get back, usually yep. for the States yep. in Canada or mm -hmm. the UK they wanted PCR tests. Mm -hmm. So there was a – in the beginning we had a clinic in Parikya that was doing it um, and you get, the, you get the results on the same day, even if it was PCR. Mm-hmm. Actually, the, in the beginning, it was 24 hours for the PCR because they used to send the sample to Athens and back, okay? Now, after about the first week or so, it became um, within 24 hours because they bought the machine to Paros. Mm -hmm. They bought one, the clinic. So we used to send people mainly to Parikia, and then they started the doctor service. The doctors would come to the hotel. Mm -hmm. So we had doctors coming to the hotel or assistants and doing the PCR, and then when the rapid test came in, um, the Council of Paros had a, a little bus going around. Right, right. So on certain days of the week it was in Nau, so you could get a free rapid test, and then sometimes it was in Parikia. Okay. But uh, generally, yeah, we just we had all the information. There was no appointment to be made. We had all the information. People could choose what they wanted and we'd help them 
organize it? It's certainly a topic that comes up in my, my Facebook group very regularly. I think people have a lot of anxiety over it. So it's yeah. it, it's very, I think, um, again, very helpful for them to know that their hotel can help them out with that. And I think that next year in 2022, it will continue to be um, a service that people will be um, seeking out. So thank you for helping those people. And um, yeah, be prepared for more of that. Just um, in closing, it turned out that uh, after sort of a, a fair bit of concern, I guess, the 2021 season ended up being really strong, I believe, even though half the world wasn't able to travel to Greece, um, the other half all seemed to. Yeah. Well, we we want the Aussies to come back, okay, because we really missed you guys. You're a big, big part of uh, <clears throat> the tourism worldwide, especially in Paros, yep. okay. Yep. So um, we had a lot of Americans, which was great and you know french and people were still quite concerned about traveling because of the COVID. but this year it was extremely busy because people just wanted to be outside i think people just had enough of being locked up and we had a major lockdown in europe as you guys know Mm -hmm. and there was just people wanting to be out and enjoy i'm telling you now next year's going to be extremely busy people are started booking already okay they're just over it and we've got heaps of people coming from scandinavia Mm -hmm. This is groups like yours that had come 15 years ago mm. and have known us since then mm. and they're like, we've got to come back. You know, we haven't stopped thinking about you guys and Palomilos and we just have to come mm. back. So we've got all these return guests that haven't come for a few years because of everything that's been going on. Mm. Yeah, so I'd say book in advance this year. I think you're And right. I wouldn't worry about cancellation fees and things like that because you have 21 days before to cancel. I mean, you know if you're going to come or not, yep. you know, for a major... If it's a big presentation. Well, I think you're right. I think next year is going to be absolutely massive. Um, we, you've still got a lot of Americans that are keen to go. There's still North Americans with yeah. travel credits. There's a lot of people that still couldn't go this year. And then you've got, yeah, as you say, all of us. You've got the Aussies, the Kiwis, the Asians. Um, they'll be back again. Um, and the other the rest of Europe so it's going to be a very busy season don't forget to keep our yeah. room <laughs> our room pencil that in in fact no ink it in and um we'll we'll certainly <laughs> be there in June and we cannot wait I tell you now so thanks Chris thank you for this chat um oh, it's, it's been great to see you again thank great you to hear your voice and I can't wait yes, to partake of all of that Wonderful Paleo Milos service again um, in June. Yeah, fantastic. We'll look forward Thanks, to it. Thanks, Chris. Cheers. Or um, I've forgotten how to speak Bye. Greek. I can't even remember. Yasa. Kalimera. Kalispera. Yasu. Yasu. There we go. Okay. Bye, Chris.